All right, guys, welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a few random things. Uh, real quick, before we start, I want to remind you that I am selling crates. If you go to dogtrainingismypassion.com forward dash crates, um, or if you go to dogtrainingismypassion, you'll see a little shopping cart icon on the website, and that'll take you to the crate uh, page, to the sales page. The crates that I'm selling are Dakota 283s. They are really nice crates. They're very comparable to the to the Rufflands, which is a very popular brand. I have a Rufland myself, and I'm pretty happy with it. I like my Rufland. Um, the Dakota 283s, they have the same uh, like molded plastic uh, feel as the as the Rufflands. The gate's a little bit different. It's a different type of gate, uh, but they uh, you get them a lot sooner. They're not back ordered. Uh, when I made a, a big purchase for me and for some of my customers, I got them in like in a week, and I order. I made a big purchase. I ordered an entire pallet, and I've also had some clients order it through me, and they've gotten it in as little as three days. They're very happy with it. Again, very very comparable to the Rufflands. But you don't have to wait several weeks or months before you get them, and they're they're not that much uh, that much more expensive either. Uh, but anyway, I'm also an affiliate to uh, X Dog, the exercise vest for dogs. So make sure you check that out if you go to xdog.com, and uh, as you purchase things, just make sure before you check out you enter the promo code DTIMP. Fifteen one five, uh, you'll get fifteen percent off. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. So since my life, my last podcast, the last episode, there's been a a couple of things that have just been brought to my attention. Nothing major, nothing huge to necessarily uh, spend or devote a lot of time or attention to, but just a bunch of random things. You know, one of those things is uh, uh, club, sort of club etiquette. Not so much club etiquette. This, this is not, this is not a uh, a passive aggressive anything at anybody. Okay, sometimes I'll I'll have episodes, and uh, and I have my friends or my club members go, oh, I wonder who messed up. I wonder who who Will's talking about. And it's nobody in particular. Uh, just uh, some of the things, maybe etiquette is not the right word, but just in general, because I do follow a lot of uh, protection uh, sport accounts um, and all of that. And, and one of the things that I have found is sometimes there is a little bit of um, a little bit of confusion with some members in their clubs, meaning, Sometimes there is not enough direction from the club or the training director, and sometimes there's a little bit too much control or a little bit too much guidance sort of hovering. And sometimes you have this nice, nice balanced uh, approach of we'll help you if you need help, but you're also welcome to do your own thing as long as you you do your own thing. Uh, You know, I've had... um, I've had friends and I've had people that I know sometimes occasionally will contact me and they'll ask me questions 
and and I'll answer them. But I always tell them, you know, I always tell them, hey, if you and your club are doing things a certain way, make sure you stick to that. Uh, because I'm not there. You're not coming to this club. I don't see your dog's progress. You know, I don't see you or your dog. I'm not in your club, so I don't see your progression. I don't. I don't see your training. And that's that's the same with anybody. You know, even if even if a client and I do occasionally get people that will ask me questions about their dogs, and and they'll you know they'll ask me questions on sometimes some of my YouTube videos. People will ask me specific questions about their dogs, and I have to give them very generic answers that I know they don't find helpful. But we always have to understand that you're not there. It's like asking a doctor on the phone and telling them some of the symptoms you have. The doctor has to, you know, they'll give you some advice and some suggestions, but at the end of the day, they're not there to see you. So that's the the disadvantage of having these distant ways of communication. Even though, yes, technology will bring us together, we also have to realize that there is that limitation of I'm not there to see it. So that's one thing that comes up. You know, the whole the whole thing with club is is huge with protection clubs, uh, which is one of the reasons I'm writing a book on that right now, uh, on uh, on protection clubs, on on just really clubs, running clubs in general. Again, nothing bad. I'm not complaining about anybody. I'm not I'm not picking anybody apart. Uh, so I know if you listen to this podcast regularly, you might have been one of a few people that that maybe asked me a question about something regarding club and this this is nothing this is not knocking on you at all okay i'm very happy to answer some of your questions but again we have to remember i'm not there you don't come to the to the club i don't see your dog regularly so sometimes there is that lack of connection there and the other thing too is this is one of the reasons why some clubs a lot of clubs rather have this sort of policy. Sometimes it's unwritten. Sometimes it's just plain old written, which is, Hey, if you're going to train your dog in this club, your dog has to train in this club. You can be floating from club to club to club. And then, and now you're all over the place. Your dog is all over the place. And now we don't know how to keep up with your dog or you because you're borrowing training techniques from this place and that place and this place. And this is something that I have firsthand dealt with. And it's not fun. It really is. It's not enjoyable at all. And club, club is not a service. Okay. Club, club is really not a service. It's not like we're doing group classes and you're my client. No, a club is a social gathering where we get together to help each other out. You're helping me as much as I'm helping you. And I, if I'm the training director, I have a, I definitely have a responsibility to make sure that I help in the best way that I can. But sometimes that's very difficult if uh, you know if you bring your dog here and there and then and and that's something that I've dealt with before. It was a mess. It's very, very. Um, it generates conflict because then I'm having to go. All right, don't do what this person told you to do, or you have to go. Okay, now. We're doing it this way, and this work this way works really well. So when you go to that place, you have to do it that way, and then now that generates a little bit of animosity. Of you know, now the other 
club is potentially thinking, well, who does he think he is to, you know, tell us how to train your dog? I don't like that, and I've and I've heard it. Okay, I've heard other clubs uh, indirectly. I've, uh, obviously, you know, I've heard people go, "Oh yeah, you know, I, I said this, I brought this up," and then this person said, um, you know, mockingly, "Oh, you, you you're doing it now the exact same way that Will told you to do it." And I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with that. I've already dealt with that enough, and there's already too much drama as it is in the dog world, and I don't want to add to it by dealing with a with a club member that doesn't have doesn't seem to have a clear journey or a clear picture on how to you know how to or what system to follow and so they go they they kind of go from club to club to club now if you if you want to visit us if you want if you visit our club and you're very clear about that you know if you come to our club and you're very clear about I'm following this person's method this person's strategy I don't say anything I, like if you have your own strategy your own method that's one thing that I'm really good at. You know, our club is really good at in general. You know, if you have your own system, do your own system. Um, and, you know, we'll help you in the best way that you that we can. But if you're doing your own system and then you ask for help or you go, well, how do I address this? I'm, I'm like, I don't know. What what does your system say about this? You know, what what would you what would you do in this system? Uh, but even that, we don't we don't really deal with that. We all seem to be on the same page, which is the great thing about a club, a proper club setting is we're all kind of on the same sheet of music. We all understand each other. We understand the the main concept. And even though we all do it slightly different ways, we all have this uh, very similar path. Uh, I'm not telling people exactly how to train their dogs unless they're my client. Right, and if and if uh, they're my client, and then they also happen to be club members, then I will be a little bit more involved with them. Uh, or if they're a club member, that that uh, they're really asking for my help and my guidance, and I'll really help them again to the best of my ability. But you no, know, we don't do that floating around back and forth, uh, because again, it generates unnecessary conflict. And I recently saw a post. By recently, I mean maybe like a a couple of months, maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. Somebody screenshot this post from this person. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention her name, but um, it's she's a breeder um, slash club director of some sort in Texas, and she made this this long post on. You know, if your club tells you to not train with anybody else, uh, this person has a God complex and this and that, and and we're all learning from each other. So this, you should be able to train with whoever, and that's what club is about. And I definitely, I didn't comment because you know, one, I'm not friends with her on Facebook at all. I don't follow her. I know she's talked about me before, and I, and I have direct. I have people that have told me this person set your name in this context. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but you know, the, it was a screenshot that I got, right? A uh, little bit of drama there, but I, I didn't feed into it. You know, I didn't message this person, nothing, right? Uh, and I'm not even saying her name because I don't care. She she can have her opinions, and I'm per- perfectly happy with it. I'm, I'm I'm all about you having your own opinions, and I'm I'm happy for you. But um, you know, I just want to dissect the post a little bit. I don't have it in front of me and I haven't read it in a while. I just read it that time, but it said something along the lines and it was shortly after 
I made a um, I revised the rules of our club. It was shortly after that, and I know I'm gonna I'm gonna be real. There's a, a, a couple of people in my club that are not in my club anymore as of recently, right? In the past few months. And obviously, my side of the story and their side of the story are going to be completely different. Um, I just don't want animosity. I don't want toxicity in the club, even if it's not vicious and even if you're not purposely trying to come after me or or the club. But if your actions bring drama, if your actions are damaging, if you start if you start implying to people that I, that I myself William Garrido if you start implying that I am racist because because of uh, of things that you have taken out of context if you start implying that I never helped you if you start implying that um you know that that I want all the glory when it, when it's clearly not even that and not only that but you start spreading that to different clubs and different areas, then yeah, we're gonna have a little bit of a problem. But you know, you, you're gonna be on your way, and I'm gonna be on my way, and I'm gonna wish you the best of luck, and I'm gonna be happy for you and all your accomplishments. And I'm and I mean that sincerely, I really do. Uh, you know, you you can do your own thing, and I can do my own thing, and I hope you do well. And I and you know, I'm gonna try to do well, and that's how it's gonna be. But people are not like that. You know, people are, are very childish. So then, you know, rumors start to make it to certain people. And then people start to have their own uh, stories as to what kind of person you are. Long story short, this post came very, very close to certain rule changes that I made um, with our club. And, uh, and it kind of targeted at a couple of things. Uh, that that I had in, that I had put as, as rules, right? And one of them being, if you have a young dog, I don't mind if you train somewhere else. You know, you bring your young dog back to club later. But if you're if you have a young dog, I want the you know the the training, not the obedience. Do whatever you want with the obedience, but the the bite work, the grip work, you know, all of that. I want that to be primarily done at club. It doesn't have to be primarily with me, but I want it done at club, like in our club setting, okay, when we can see it. When if it doesn't go right, we can look at it and we can see it and we can see why it didn't go right instead of going, oh, I had this session the other day with this person and it didn't seem to go well. And and then we're left with, well, why didn't it go well? Well, I don't know. But if it at least happens at club, we can evaluate, we can assess, and we can, uh, you know, do over certain training sessions. So I just made that, you know, I didn't imply that. I was like, I didn't imply it. I actually made it one of the rules. And uh, and this is not a rule that that I came up with. I got this idea from two clubs, okay, two clubs, two club directors, very successful club directors that I interviewed, uh, people that, that have dogs at, at the you know, very, very high levels. They're very competitive clubs. You know, I asked their club, uh, their training directors for advice. I interviewed them as part of uh, part of the book that I'm writing. And this is one of the ideas that I got from them. So I figured this is a, this is a good idea to implement. 
And so the post implied, oh, you know, if, if, if your training director is asking you to not train dogs with any other club, this is a God complex. And, you know, we're all there to learn, to learn from each other and to have fun. And no, I'm sorry, but, but to me, to our club, that's not what club is for. We don't join and we don't have these club meetings so that we could all just pop a beer open and laugh and, and have fun and give our dogs some bites. We don't do that. I'm competitive. I want to succeed. I want the people that I surround myself with, I want them to succeed. And my club members are like that too. I have very competitive club members, right? We're, we're, uh, we're doing well. Our club is doing well. You know, we have a, um, very proud of this, uh, uh, one of our club members, uh, Logan and, uh, and her dog Ransom, they, uh, they did really well. The one recent trial that went to in Florida, they, um, they came back with, uh, trophies, plaques, and, um, and they closed their level one, two legs in one weekend. And that's, that's something that we're very proud of, you know, and, and I take, I take no credit for that. that. That's all her hard work. She's got a really nice dog and this is a club effort. So this is the type of people that we surround ourselves with. We, we like to do our best. And we definitely like to win. But even if we don't win, we want to absolutely do our best. So when we get together, that's why we train together, so that we could do our best. So that when we show our dogs, we know that we have done the best that we could up to that moment. So we're not going to train with people that are just showing up so that they could, you know, learn from each other and have fun and, and just support each other. We're going to support you and, and, and we are going to expect support from you as well. But we're there to be strict about this is a very, uh, you know, it, it's it's a very time consuming hobby. It's almost like having a part, not even almost, it's like having a part time job that you don't really get any money for. You're actually pouring money into this hobby. So, um, you know, we don't want to waste each other's time. So if, if you are a club member and you come to our club and, and you've been training at this club and at that club and at this club, and then you want to come to our club meeting and, you know, do some stupid shit. And now, you know, we're trying to help you figure out how to, you know, unfuck your dog because you were too lackadaisical about it. Now you're wasting my time, you're wasting Logan's time, you're you're wasting TJ's time, you're wasting Mike's time, you're wasting Abby's time, you know, Portia's time. These are people that are committed, people that have been at it for a while so that you could just, you know, uh, come in and, and, and waste everybody's time. No, we're not going to do that. So we are going to have these rules to ensure that uh, our club is long-lasting, you know, because anybody could get together and, you know, and, and do some bites. And that's great. You know, if that works for you, that's awesome. But I want a club that will stand the, the test of time. I want a club that will nurture, um, you know, the future PS, PSA 3 teams, right? That's what, what I'm in it for. So the rules kind of help us all stay centered around that, you know? I don't have crazy strict rules. We're certainly not like that, but but we do have some rules that make it so that 
it fosters that sense of responsibility and commitment to what we do. Uh, the other thing too is, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna come to our club meeting and we're not doing a private lesson with you. I'm sorry. You need to know what you're doing. We're gonna help you out and we're gonna spend time with you and your dog, but you're not gonna take 45 minutes in a training session. Not gonna happen. Right? And we've had and there are people in other clubs that expect that. They expect the five-star treatment but only pay a club fee. And if you want a 45-minute session and take everybody's time, you need to pay for private lessons. And again, our club or our, our members, I really like, you know, I really like our club. I really, I mean, we have uh, we have the occasional drama here and there, but that's just people, right? But in general, we have a really good group of people. Even when there is drama, uh, our club is really good about kind of keeping that outside the gate. And once everybody comes in, we're all supporting each other. So, um, yeah, the whole thing with club, club dynamics, club etiquette, uh, that's one thing that that uh, that I sometimes I get asked questions about that. I get messages sometimes and uh, and people go, is this OK that this person is doing this? And a lot of times, like I said, I have to give generic answers. I don't know what you know, what your club is like. This is what I would do. But check with your club, check with your training director, uh, because everybody runs their, their club differently. You know? But um, to tell you a little bit about the book that I'm writing. It's going to be on the theme. The theme is going to be running a successful um, sport club. And I'm particularly putting my, my focus on protection sports. So um, that's what I'm after. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in interviewing the clubs that are successful, the clubs that, um, that, that, uh, that have a record of discipline that have a record of support uh, that have a record of success and the reason I'm doing this is one for selfish reasons because I do want to improve my club and two because I feel like that is a need to fill in the market to fill in the industry I follow the protection sports association facebook group and pretty occasionally I'll see questions on there that you know people will ask hey if i'm forming a club what do i do or people will go uh you know uh, are there any clubs here here and here and sometimes the suggestion would be oh you know let, let's get together and let's start training and and i have people that go hey i want to start a club what do i do so i see this enough that tells me there needs to be some sort of a guide on you know how to start a club how to run it and, you know, I could write it all from my perspective, but you know, I've only been running my club for like our club for like four, maybe four or five years, maybe. So it hasn't been that long. And when we started, we started from scratch. You know, I was I was not even doing PSA. I started the club brand, brand new into PSA and the club sort of grew and I and I made some mistakes along the way and having a a guide or a book or, or or a a book that had a list of interviews of people that have been involved in running successful 
protection clubs, that would have definitely helped me out. So that's something I want to bring to the market because I see that there is a need for that. So, so far, uh, I've interviewed uh, a couple of clubs. I need to uh, I need to get the ball rolling here. But uh, so far, I've interviewed um, a club in North Carolina. They're they're known for their for their quote unquote cult like um, behavior, which is, I say that in a in a complimentary way. And uh, in a club here in Texas that definitely has a big, big, nice reputation. So I, I've talked to those those two club directors. So I got an, uh, already some nice, nice material there. And I obviously I want more. Uh, I've contacted uh, Jonathan Katz. He's going to help me out as well. Uh, he uh, wants to be part of the part of the interview. And uh, and I'm looking for more leads. So if if you're listening to this and you know you know of a club or you're part of a very successful club that has a very nice track record. Um, and I'm not saying like a nice club. I don't mean like a, a club that, that has all the highest level. I also mean like a club that is very consistent, a very nice club. Just hit me up and, uh, and I'll, I'll definitely uh, put that on my list of uh, clubs to interview. So that's what I'm doing uh, with the book. And that's the reason why. Ultimately, I want I want to serve. You know, every person that I come in contact with, every customer that I come in contact with, whether it's boarding, uh, boarding and training, private lessons, I always tell myself I want to give this person my best, always. And and yes, sometimes yes, I'll fall short, and um, and, and that's just part of the part of the growth process, part of the part of being human. But I always make it my goal. I want to serve you the best, even when I have a, a club session, and uh, and I have a club member, and I and maybe that dog is you know, not not even close to a PDC or a level one, but the very fact that this is a club member and and they've uh, they're, they're supportive of the club, they're supportive of our members. If I'm helping that person, I tell myself I need to give this person my best. So this book that that I'm putting together, that is one way that I'm doing this, that I want to give my best to people that need this type of information. Uh, and along the lines of the cult, this post that I was telling you about, it says something along the lines of, yeah, if you have, if your club is like this, you don't have a club, you have a cult. I capitalized on that. And I was like, yes, that is a cult. So uh, we made it a running joke with our club members after that post was released by this person. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's Canis Fortis Sport Cult. <laughs> but that's just a joke. You know, we're definitely not, we're not, we're not crazy like that. But, um, but yeah, it's um, the whole, the whole thing with clubs. Man, that is crazy. It's, it's insane. Sometimes I have, uh, I have, uh, clients that they have working dogs and we inevitably talk about protection training if they have that type of dog or we talk about sports in general just sports and then you know we talk about the club that, that we run and and I always find myself telling them you know once you get involved in competition and sport work it's just so hard to to let it go and especially once you start showing 
not only that, but not only when you start showing, but when you start placing, when you start, when you start, you know, going home with with ribbons and trophies. That I mean, even if you don't, but just the very fact that you're competing, that just there's something about it that just grabs you where you go, okay, I wanna I wanna do more. I wanna learn more. I want to progress more. And if you do sports and you're very competitive, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And some people obviously get way more competitive, uh, way more into it than, than I do, which I understand. Uh and to each their own. You know, absolutely do what do what makes you happy, do whatever fits you, and uh and I'll do the same. But anyways, I just wanted to talk about this real quick and as always remember to like and subscribe if you're listening to this on the youtube channel make sure you give us a follow on facebook instagram and obviously uh you know add us to your playlist on uh on um on the podcast i think that's what you do with podcasts or maybe you follow a podcast i I don't even know how that works but all right Talk to you guys on the next episode.